Zero. shot clock heel with it out top iso from the middle he fires for three it's in the air it's gone buddy heel hits another three he's got seven in a row for the sixers haven't talked to anybody not even thinking about anything i'm just absolutely not even engaging into anything like that 100 percent all all rumor mill fodder nothing nothing true 240 left red raiders up 73 48 williams for three got it He's got 29. That's it. Yes, it is. Texas Tech, 79. Kansas, 50. Unbelievable night for the Red Raiders. I'd like to make fun of Chris Level for the cackle, but I don't know what I would do if we beat Kansas by 29 on Saturday, TJ. <laughs> you would giggle too, yeah. But that was an that was an impressive cackle. Let me see if I can cue it back up to the right spot here. I'll be up close. Raiders up 73-48. Williams for three. Oh, got it! It's <laughs> <laughs> a good cackle. <laughs> Welcome back. T-Row in the morning show. We are live in Waco today getting set for tonight's game. Uh, Sooners and the Baylor Bears. Uh, Sooners an underdog tonight on the road. Don't know about the status of Langston Love. He did not play Saturday for Baylor uh, up in Lawrence, a game they lost by three. He is a pivotal piece for them, too. Uh, Third leading scorer, best three-point shooter. Uh, It's costly if they don't have him. It was an ankle, and... um, I don't know, Teach. I feel like that if you didn't play Saturday at all, maybe he gives it a go tonight, but that's not long ago. So my feeling is if he goes, he's probably not 100%. I don't think Langston Love plays tonight personally. I have no inside information whatever, whatsoever. But I think maybe next, maybe Saturday is more likely for him. Yeah, if it was Wednesday, you know, that gives you one more day, so perhaps. But, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. I'm just guessing. You know how it is. All right, let me see uh, what else we need to get to this hour here. Um, Let's see. We got uh, Texas Tech blasting Kansas last night by 29. 
Uh, TCU beat West Virginia 81-65. Thunder back in action tonight. They are in Orlando, last game before the All-Star break. UCLA hired a new head coach. It's Deshaun Foster. Does that make you feel old, Teach? Deshaun Foster? Yeah. New head coach at UCLA. I feel like he played I, last year. I was year. just about to say, like, just a couple of years ago, he was playing, it seems like. I feel so, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he, he's, he's the guy. Uh, you remember uh, Chip Kelly now is the OC at Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> we haven't mentioned that, but, like, what a complete, like, slap in the face to UCLA. Like, I don't want your head coaching job. I'm going to go here and be a coordinator, which I yeah. haven't been in years. It, it it would be a it, yeah it, you're right you have Everything no you chance said. of competing in this conference so I'm going to go be a coordinator in this conference yeah probably though honestly being the offensive coordinator at Ohio State is more prestigious than being the head coach uh, at UCLA well you're probably right yes but I'm going to guess had he put his name out there probably a lot of opportunities would have been out there for Chip Kelly maybe I would think maybe. Uh, Tiger Woods has officially announced his new brand. You know, he left Nike, and uh, he's he's joining with TaylorMade, and the new Tiger Woods brand, TJ, is going to be called Sunday Red. SDA. SDR, I believe. I mean, yeah. SDR, yeah, is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sunday Red. The uh, logo is a tiger with 15 stripes. The 15 stripes representing his 15 major victories. Tiger was asked yesterday, what happens if you win another major? And he said, we will redesign the logo. (laughs) (laughs) When it's your logo, you can do that. Do what you want, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is Tiger. Hey, Tiger, how can we help you? Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's put a 16th stripe on on the logo. Yes, sir. It will do. Our uh, our boys in the news, TJ, um, three pieces of pecan all over ESPN.com this morning. Oh, I haven't seen this. Chance Cosby, the executive director of the Thunderbirds who runs the Phoenix Open. Uh, you know, you brought to my attention all the problems they had at the Phoenix Open over the weekend. I was unaware of just how severe it was until you told me about it yesterday. I think you broke the story. I don't think I broke it. I think it was, I think all of us were observing it over you the fir- weekend. You, you heard it busy. here first. First to report it here. And uh, so yesterday, Chance Cosby came out. I don't know if there was a press conference or he just met with media or whatever. But uh, he said changes are coming to the WM Phoenix Open in the wake of a series of incidents involving fans and golfers, overcrowding on the course, and the suspension of both admission and alcohol cells on Saturday. Uh, Chance Cosby, executive director of the Thunderbirds, the civic organization that hosts the Phoenix Open, told the Golf Channel on Monday that the tournament is already looking at ways to fix the issues that plagued the largest tournament on the PGA Tour this year. Quote, I think that you will see a complete operational change of how we manage really our Friday and Saturday, but the entire week, Cosby said. We're very proud of what we've built. I think we've been 
tournament of the year on the PGA Tour five of the last seven years. But we don't like what happened on Saturday. The players don't like what happened on Saturday. Our fans don't like what happened on Saturday. And so nothing is off the table, end quote. And then he said, TJ, this tournament is damn good. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I didn't know right. what you were going for there no, for a he second. Say, he didn't I was a little that. slow on that. He didn't say that. Uh, he, he went on to say a bunch more stuff. But uh, he's on it. Three pieces on it, TJ. It's going to be fine. Uh, He'll fix it. People, it's a golf tournament. Control yourself. It, you're not supposed to be getting rowdy at a golf tournament, causing problems. Well, uh, Control yourself. It is their niche, though. It is. It is what has set this tournament apart is it's the tournament that you're allowed to get rowdy at. But it went too far. That was a joke, by the way, because I screamed at Phil Mickelson. Oh. (laughs) I didn't catch it. I have no room to talk. If you're new to the show, uh, the year was 19, what, 90? What year was this, TJ? Oh, no. It was probably 99. The year was 1999. And uh, TJ Perry was down at the Byron Nelson Classic. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he was crossing a bridge at the same time as Phil Mickelson coming the other direction. We bumped and, shoulders. Uh, they bumped shoulders because, of course, TJ's not giving ground to a professional golfer coming the other way. <laughs> and Phil Mickelson said, uh, what did he say to you? Hey, watch uh, it. Watch it or uh, excuse hey. me or something. Me. Yeah, yeah, something rude like excuse me. Right. To which TJ said, hey, watch it, sugar bleeps. Now go choke another one off, sugar uh, sweet. Uh, go choke another one off, sweet bleeps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Remind, wanna, rhymes uh, with hits. Yeah. <laughs> which is what you say to a, a golfer. Right. Who's in the middle of playing a professional round. So there you go. That's the, uh, that's the <laughs> Phil Mickelson story. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I had uh, consumed three, a few. So three pieces is all over it. He'll, uh, he should just make food for everyone. They would forgive him immediately if he would just all make them a nice meal. <laughs> right? Just hey, three pieces has sliders over there. Calm down, go eat. Sober hey, up you, a little. Did you know this? Um, my uh, SEC fact of the day, unsponsored yesterday, was about Tumor's Corner. <laughs> I did see that one. Uh, and today I was going to have a follow-up about the poisoning of the trees, Harvey Updike. Uh-huh. I was I was looking up the details of that. I did not know this. Maybe you did. So that was in 20, uh, 2010, okay? Harvey Updike, 2010 is when he poisoned the trees, called the Paul Feinbaum show, got arrested, all that kind of stuff. They replaced the trees. Uh, they planted new trees there. And somebody burned down the new trees? Did you remember this? I don't remember that. In 2016, the trees were replaced a second time after they were set on fire by Jock and Wiest following Auburn's win over LSU. Hmm. I, I don't remember hearing about that. If I did, I forgot about it, but that seems like a pretty big story, so... No, I In don't remember that either. In 2017, two fully grown trees were planted to replace those trees that were set ablaze. I the Harvey Updike story we all know about. For some reason, I don't remember somebody coming in and f- setting the new trees on fire. 
but uh, I guess it happened. Boy, at Toomer's Corner, they're having a heck of a, a time keeping people there. away from the trees. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that uh, fascinating SEC fact of the day coming your way very soon. Uh, opening week for baseball, headed down to Arlington. I'm going to go down Thursday, but uh, back, uh, action starts on Friday down there at 3 o'clock. Sooners and the Oregon Ducks, Saturday night 7, Sunday 1030. Uh, Saturday night will be Tennessee. Sunday will be uh, uh, Nebraska. And um, very excited once we get home from Waco to start to kind of focus on that a little more. We'll start to uh, kind of zero in on what the lineups and the rotation and all that kind of stuff is going to look like. Softball team is going to Louisiana this weekend. Uh, five games. I can't find a loss in here, TJ, if you're, if you're wondering about the streak, which is at 57 right now. Uh, hard for me to imagine it ending this weekend. They've got... Central Arkansas and McNeese State on Friday. Lamar and McNeese State on Saturday. And Central Arkansas again on Sunday. My prediction is the streak will be at 62 come Monday morning. Yeah, that seems like uh, the streak would continue and maybe some short games there. By the way, back to baseball momentarily. After this weekend, OU stays in Dallas and they play Dallas Baptist on Tuesday night. How about that for a start to the season, by the way? Uh, at DBU, might be the second toughest game of their opening four. Behind say, Yeah, they're not easing into the season, any. No. I mean, I hope they go 4-0. But realistically, if you're 2-2, two and two, you're feeling like, all right, that's a pretty decent start to the year. Right? I'm mean, hoping for more than that, but there ain't nothing wrong with being two and two after that opening. No, four. not after that. Nothing to worry no. about. No. Uh, people will panic though. Well, sure, we <laughs> could go four and zero, oh and and we got to practice free throws, and you know. Um, have you watched Baylor much this year? When you said that to Kevin earlier, I have. I don't know that I've seen them a tremendous amount, and I think that maybe if they're home games for them, I have like watched for a little bit and said I'm not watching it. I can't. I can't watch. It's too this. hard. So I'm sure I have more than I'm thinking of, but I don't know if it's been a tremendous amount. Um, I did see some of that game Saturday against Kansas. They are good. They are Sweet Sixteen good, in my opinion. Not Final Four good. Right. They are a little too young at uh at some of the positions they really like two of the guys they rely on the most, Misi and Walter, are freshmen. And they're really good and Misi just keeps getting better and better. He's the seven footer. He worries me the most tonight. OU has defended for the most part, guards well. We've talked a lot lately about how they've defended the three point line. Better than anybody in this conference and, and one of the top teams in America in defending the three-point line. Baylor shoots it at almost 40% from three, so that's a big challenge tonight. But they've done a pretty good job. I mean, OU's got good perimeter defenders. Um, McCollum is the weakest, but Uzan's become a really good defender. Owe's a good defender. Darthard's a good defender. Sorez is an excellent defender. 
even Jalen Moore can come out and, and guard the perimeter and has. So their guards are explosive. Walter, Ray J. Dennis, Langston Love if he plays. But it's Misi that worries me the most because big guys have given OU problems and they have made it hard for Oklahoma to get to the rim as well on the other end this year. When we've played seven-footers, when we've played shot blockers, Tej, you go back and look at the games where OU's played well and has it in conference play. Almost all the time, that opponent has a shot blocker and makes it hard for OU to get to the rim. So I think it's vital for for Oklahoma to get Meesey into foul trouble tonight. If if at all, if he gets into foul trouble, Sooners have a have a chance. Here's the other thing. Other than that. Baylor is not a great defensive team, other than the fact that they got a guy who blocks shots. Um, and and John Morris even mentioned this. I would say they're lower half of the Big 12 defensively. Uh, part of that's because they're young. They'll mix in some of that. Remember they used to play zone all the time? Uh, they're not anymore, but they do play it some this year. You'll see them go zone some. That's because they're just not – a great man-to-man defensive team. So perhaps that's an area where, oh, you can take advantage of them tonight. But the focal point of this game to me is is in the post. I think, oh, uh, you will defend their guards reasonably well. They'll score some, but reasonably well. I think, oh, you will be able to score tonight because Baylor isn't a great defensive team. But if they can't contain Misi and maybe even get him in some foul trouble, that may not – you know, it may be hard to win because uh, of the situation tonight inside. Break time. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by R.K. Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. They can help your office as well. Copiers, fax, printer, scanner, document management. They can do it all. High level of quality customer service. rkblatt.com, 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, Clint says that sounds about right for me because I'm a bleep. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Clint. Um, I don't think people in the co understand what a blue blood means, says Zach from Guthrie. Um, what does a blue blood mean? I think it means multiple championships strung out over multiple decades with a consistency of winning. What if you win... Seven in a row in one decade. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm questioning whether I need it over multiple decades or not, or if it's just accomplishing a certain number of titles. No, I think it's longevity too. To be a mm. blue blood, okay. like how did you jump up and win seven in a row suddenly? I question a lot of things going on. There. <laughs> You're calling the unnamed school a cheater now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got a lot of questions for you. <laughs> TJ doesn't even know what school we're talking about, and he wants them investigated. Landon from the 405, will the baseball games be on ESPN Plus? Not this weekend. They'll be on Flow Sports, I believe. Yeah, if you're asking for the season, all home games will, all Big 12 games will on the road. Other road games out of conference would not be. I think, like you said, Flow this weekend. I think the Vegas one, I think, is like D1 maybe is streaming that. Hmm. Um, I think that's what I saw. Um, But, yeah, like all road Big 12 series and home games will be on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, let's see here. Why is Oklahoma ranked lower than Indiana State? Absurd! Hey, have you seen the dude from Indiana State, by the way? Indiana State in the top 25 for the first time since Larry Bird was there. He's the goofy-looking dude, too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the goggles Goggle, and everything. Goggles and all that, yeah. But he uh, just lights it up. Yeah, oh, he's, he's fantastic, and I... I Assume Indiana State's going to get into the NCAA tournament, and when they do, this guy's going to be the he he'll be the first image on one shining moment this year. <laughs> uh, um, TJ, uh, Kevin, we, we were talking. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what brought it up yesterday. He was saying something about Terre Haute, something about we landed. We weren't talking about Indiana State, but some friend of his Terre Haute, and he said something about. Terre Haute and Waco are similar towns or something like that. And I said, well, yes, but there's one major difference. Uh, one of them housed Larry Bird. Yes. Advantage Terre Haute. Yeah, there's some that have uh, housed other people, people in Waco. You don't want them living in your town. Right. So yeah, I, I, Most people just refer to it as the <laughs> Hote. <laughs> TJ, your read was great. I love the last one you did for Susical. Toby, I hope you have a great call tonight. Hope the boys come to play hard. My sister is a Baylor alum, so I hope we beat them. I hate hearing Sikkim from her. I love all our coaches. Hope they all want to be here and retire at OU. We need 20 years from Man. them, just like you two, Boomer. What a positive text yeah, message. Sooner Judy, she's always positive. Sooner Judy, thank you. We um, love all our coaches. Hear me out. OU spring game, Toby versus TJ, Guitar, uh, Guitar Hero Showdown. He would smoke me. I may have played Guitar Hero one time in my life. Hmm. Um, I was around it a lot, but I what never participated. What is something we would be competitive in? Like, there's things that you would dominate me in, and there's a few things that I'd probably get you in. What's something that we would, would be a good battle between us? Probably um, just a fashion pose-off. We are very um, both would be great male models working the runway. Um, I don't know. That's a what about um, some sort of a bean eating contest? I think we I've both got love you there. Beans. Yeah, but you yeah. you can eat a lot. We um, do have a big bean family. <laughs> a, how would a race? Well, you you can't run. Anymore. I can't run anymore. My legs are bad. Walk, speed walking. Speed walking. What about a speed yeah. walking competition? We could uh, have a speed walking competition in the mall. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, I was going to say, wearing our our uh, uh, sweatpants with our matching sweat jacket. I did go online yesterday to try to purchase or see how much the Dunkings uh, outfit was. 
sold out immediately. Like in 30 minutes of releasing it, it was sold out. But not a bad price. Not a How bad much? price. Uh, 60 for the jacket, and I think it was 50 or 60 for the pants. So like 110 bucks or something like that. 120 bucks for the set. But did you see the behind the scenes videos that they released yesterday? I saw a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. They're trying to throw it through the donut, throwing the football through the donut. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that one. I saw one it's where they're fun. walking down the alley together and um, having. Uh, they say something funny. I don't remember. Exactly it's a brilliant commercial. Said. Yeah, it was. It's really the first Super Bowl commercial in a while that I remember coming away going, "That that is uh, iconic. That like that commercial will will remember for a long time." <laughs> Tom Brady just holding up the fist and fist bumping him with that serious look on his face. Yeah. <laughs> and my boy over here needs no introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we make that? What did he say? Do we make the record or uh, something like that? <laughs> Tug and T-Town said, wait, did you say Javon Foster? Yes, Javon Foster is the new coach at UCLA. Oh, yeah, that Deshaun Foster. Yeah, almost, yeah. Scared me for a second. Uh, everything they've built is based on alcohol and the fans being right on top of you. Who? Uh, maybe they're talking waste about management waste management. Classic? Yeah. Oh. Well... But it's – I'm not arguing with that. But at, that's the gimmick of that tournament, you know? Like, that's how they – they're not a major. They're not uh, a famous golf course necessarily. You know, it's not Pebble or anything. But they have – it's become one of the most enjoyable tournaments to watch every year because the gimmick is we allow our fans to be wild here. And honestly, I think the players have enjoyed it. Now, obviously, they didn't enjoy it this year. But – it's just it's different than every other golf event, so I mean that's why it's been voted. What do you say? Five of the last seven years, the most popular tournament on tour by the players. But they uh, three pieces got to go back to the drawing board. We may not see a new video drop for a few days. Teach, he's going to be in some board meetings for a while. We're on our own with shrimp tacos and stuff for the next few days. This, this person's worried. Why has the emergency alert been playing coming out of breaks for like weeks? Uh, it's once a week. I have to play it once a week, and I usually will play it as bumper music plays just because I don't drown anything else out, and I wait for it to be over with, and then we come back from breaks. So. Why does it have to be during our show? Um, well, you think I'm going to leave other people responsible for it throughout the week? Heck, I have trouble remembering sometimes, so... Yeah, leave a note for Helmer and say, hey, uh, play this during your <laughs> well, show. Either way, if it's worrying the person, then it's going to play the same way. Uh, so uh, we're required once a week. And then sometimes if it's a national one, we don't have control over that one. It just happens when it happens. So um, <laughs> you're all right. There's n there's no actual emergency happening right now. Just a test. So just a test of the emergency alert system. One uh, more. Uh, Gary says, uh, how about a corn match, uh, cornhole match coming soon? I think I'd win that. How good are you at cornhole? I'm pretty good. I've got my own set. Really? I play out at the lake, so. You got my own set. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know why I thought that was. So I don't funny. know why either. A lot of people have cornhole sets. I'm just saying. That, we play quite a bit. The wealth is unbelievable. This is Texas Ranger bean bags, OU boards, uh, painted yeah. OU colors, and uh, Texas Ranger bean bags. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, TJ's gut and who you got next. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Hey, this is my guy, TJ. Remember when I went on vacation with That's him? right. That's right. Okay, Sooners in Baylor tonight. Um, let's see here, TJ. What kind of information can I give you to help you get ready for this basketball game? Uh, OU's eighteen and six. Baylor seventeen and six. Big Twelve. OU six and five. Baylor six and four. I believe I saw this morning they're about a five or six point favorite in this game. They've lost one home game this year. That was the triple overtime loss to TCU. Don't know about the status of Langston Love. Um, the game will be played in the brand new Foster Pavilion from a bad camera angle. So there you go, TJ. I don't know what more I can tell you. Uh, uh, Scott Drew, Porter Moser will be the head coaches. Who you got tonight in this one, TJ? Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. What's your gut telling you tonight, TJ? The gut says. Mm-hmm. He feels as though it would be great to have a signature road win for the Oklahoma Sooners, and they only have what he feels is two more opportunities of that. Tonight, and uh, when they travel to Ames to play Iowa State. They've still got Texas, but I'm not considering that this category. You're I'm not talking counting Cincinnati or Kansas State good as a wins, signature road win. Good yeah. wins, not signature yeah. wins. I'm gotcha. talking uh, top 15, verge of top 10 team, road win, impressive road win. They need one of those on the resume. So realistically, two shots at that. And he thinks of the two, he's feeling really good about tonight. Tonight! Baylor can bomb from the outside, but OU's been very good at making good outside shooting teams uncomfortable, taking mm. them out of their game and their rhythm. Mm. Uh, but have had trouble with uh, the seven-footers inside. Yeah. So that is worrisome. So the gut is not, like, completely overly confident about the road win tonight, but does think that they will get one of those two, and the gut is saying that comes in Waco. So he is picking the Sooners in a tight, close battle. But they figure out a way to edge out and get a signature road win against a top 15 team. Hold on, hold on. That's the sound of TJ's gut really thinking this one over. 66-63 Sooners win. Wow, that's almost the exact same score as the 66-62 win in Bedlam on Saturday. Um, a game that you saw from your couch. <laughs> 66-63 will be the final tonight. Sooners on the road, you Sooners say. on the road. Which wow. means the gut's already letting you know he thinks they lose in Ames. But that could change. Maybe the gut will feel differently heading into that game. We'll see how the next... Uh, you go before that. Let me let me see if you like this statement. A win in either of the games this week 
locks Oklahoma for the NCAA tournament? It is. I still I'm not think telling 20, you that's a case. I'm I, throwing I, it out there for discussion. I Talk think, amongst yourselves. I think that a lot of that, I think yes, possibly. At 20 locks them. 19, I say, is enough depending on how some conference tournaments and stuff play out and uh, stolen bids. But, yes, I think you're, you're – it's a great win, either one of those. If you get one of those two, it's a great win, great on the resume, 19 wins. You're probably right, but I'm still going to hold the 20 as, as feeling locked in. I mean, either one of these games is a high-profile quad one win if yes, you get it right. at Baylor or Kansas. However, the potential still remains because there's still five regular season games after this week. And, you know, if it's the Baylor game you win, you could end the season on a six-game yeah, losing slide, streak, theoretically. Right. <laughs> right. Seven if you if you lose the first game of the Big 12 tournament, which I, I think I would lean toward not quite. I think I agree with you. Not quite. But it would come close. It would come close. It would carry enough weight with it that you would be right there on the brink of uh, being in. I, and, and this, in my opinion, this is the tougher of the two. I mean, uh, I am entirely jaded by what Kansas looked like last night. But even when we played them in Lawrence, man, I came away from that game saying Kansas is beatable. And – that has been proven to be true, especially when they go on the road. And I don't know if Kevin McCullough is going to play Saturday or not. It's going to be a lot of hoopla with Billy Tubbs Day and everybody back in town for that. This tonight is the tougher of the two games this week. You get tonight, you might get them both, Teach. And then, well, then that'd be huge. Like, and then you're talking about making a run to you know for a top four seed in Kansas City potentially if you could pull that off. So, uh, right. But right. hey, slow your roll a little bit, okay? Calm down just a little bit before we start talking about that. Jeez. Um, all right, uh, who you got, TJ? Who you got? There are two other games tonight. TJ picking OU, sixty six sixty three. Uh, let me see. Iowa State at Cincinnati tonight, six o'clock. That's an interesting game, TJ. It's an interesting Iowa game. State, top of the Big Twelve. Cincinnati, mm-hmm. yeah, good enough they can beat them up there. What do you think? Cincinnati favored in this game. Uh, really? By a point and a half I saw a minute ago. Really? Yeah. Um, I like the uh, road team, though, in that one. I'm going to go Iowa State. I feel like Iowa State is due a clunker. Maybe, because they've been playing great basketball over the mm-hmm. last three or four weeks. So you might be right. But... I'm going to take Cincinnati tonight. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati, one and a half point favorite. That's surprising. Uh, and they're right there on the bubble, too. Like, they really need it. Since he's probably the team – more than anybody right now on the bubble in the Big 12. And then the late game tonight, UCF at BYU, long flight. BYU an 11-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Jeez. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I I think that's one of those. Um, I don't know that it's that close of a game. I, 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 I'm meaning uh, as some of the battles we've had in the Big 12. I'll go BYU. I don't know that they get to a double-digit win, but 8-9-point win. I, uh, I kind of wish... You know, I, I do and I don't. It's tough to win out there because – but I, I kind of wish we had gotten to to see the Marriott Center this year because I hear it's a really incredible – like it's a massive arena. 
and they pack it out every game. It's like 17, 18,000 people and great home environment and everything. So it's a little hard for me to imagine UCF goes out there and wins, which means UCF probably goes out there and wins tonight, Teach. Like, that's the kind of thing that that's their season has entirely been like that. Just about the time you're ready to put them at the bottom of the Big 12, they go beat Kansas or Texas or Oklahoma or something like that. So I'm going to take UCF tonight with no reasonable explanation other than UCF does weird things and winning tonight would be weird. Toby's so I'll take all three road teams tonight. No, I got Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, break time. We'll wrap it up with Chris Plank on the crossover next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Crossover time, final segment from the Co. We're joined now by Chris Plank. Good morning, Plank. What up, Toby Rowland? Did you happen to see TJ Perry? The shots of the OU team deplaning when they landed in Waco? I did not see that, no. Yeah. Pretty good little rock star picture of Toby. Oh, yeah, I made, of Toby uh, there in that. I made the social media spread yesterday, uh, carrying what it looks like forty bags <laughs> down the stairs. You look like me. <laughs> Whatever I've got, like I've got a bag, then I got to have the water cup, and then I got to have the other bag, right? Because I can't right. just carry a wallet anymore. I've got to have everything in my purse. So, mm-hmm. what have you? Yeah. Uh, what have you learned about your um, perspective, your spot? How you feeling about Foster Pavilion tonight? I think it's going to be uh, – we're, we're right next to the bench. I like that. It's my favorite place to be. You can get intel there. Um, so, from that Ooh. perspective, it's good. My my perspective is going to be a lot better than y'all's watching on TV tonight because yeah. you're going to be yeah. – you're going to have the blimp view, unfortunately. But the place is beautiful. I was telling TJ earlier, uh, Kevin asked me to compare it to the Moody Center. Like, which place do I like more? And you've been down to – the Moody Center. I really like the Moody Center, Toby. <laughs> I, I, my answer was this. For a basketball game, I like Foster Pavilion. It's okay. a field house. It's 7,500. It okay. looks really cool. The fans are right on top of you. I think this is going to be an awesome atmosphere tonight. As a uh, technological multimedia experience, the Moody Center may be the coolest place I've ever seen in my life just because of the screens that they have on the upper deck and all that kind of stuff. And for a concert, I would definitely pick the Moody Center. And then there's that whole thing that while you're in the Moody Center, though, you're like, ah, this is Texas's, right? Well, I don't like, yeah, I don't yeah. like that about any of it. I'm just, neither. I got to give them credit. They built a cool arena. Absolutely, man. It's, it's But really for well just done. a basketball, like I don't think you could have a concert in the Foster Pavilion. I don't think it would be. Very good. So, so 
I, I for a basketball game though, I'd pick this place. I think the last time we went there for softball, and they they'd kind of let let us go look on the out. They wouldn't let you in yet, but there was uh, the softball SAD. Said, yeah, you can go there and kind of walk around a little bit. Uh, I felt like this is a new fancy term I've learned. Ingress and egress would be a big issue there, T Row. It looks like it's just a traffic jam waiting to happen with all of yeah. the the two lane streets essentially. So I'm curious from that, but. Where was wasn't there a big fight? Isn't the reason Kim Mulkey's not there because they didn't build it where she had wanted them to build it? But then they ended oh. up building it on campus. Or I guess that's not considered on campus, is it? I don't think this is on campus. Yeah. It's right across because by the football the, stadium, it's across the interstate and across the it's caddy corner from the football stadium. Right. So other side of the Brazos, other side of I thirty five. But you can see, I mean, they're right across from each other. But I don't think this would be considered on campus because it's okay. across I-35. I have no idea about the Kim Mulkey rumor. Ah, okay. I have no idea about that. She was mad know. over something. I think Chris. she's yeah, mad she's over just everything. mad over everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's not surprising she would be upset. So what did they do with the old Farrell Center? It's still there. They play – I think they play volleyball there. Oh, okay. They have like – I don't remember what they call it. They have some sort of a cheer, competitive cheer squad right. thing that they compete in. They came out it's, one time and did the halftime show at a women's yeah. basketball game I was at, and I had I no idea what, what it's they called. were doing. It's not they're a cheer like, squad. It's they're like just rolling around out there or something. They throw down mats, and they all just do somersaults. So well, yeah, I, really sure just, hard. I really just triggered somebody <laughs> right somersaults. now. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think uh, they, I'm sure they have intramurals over there. and stuff. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. have, a, have a great call tonight, man. This is a big one. I hope so. I think we're going to play well. I think we're going to play well. I hope so. They will have to overcome some adversity tonight if they're going to win. So Did, hopefully they can, they can win. Do you make anyone mad this morning? Um, not that has been verbalized to me yet. Right, good. No complaints, nothing like that from I, roommates or neighbors. The cops, two cops came around the corner at one point, <laughs> and I'm wondering if somebody asked him to go see who I was, but they, they kind of looked me over and left. So I guess, I guess they didn't see me as a threat. Gotcha. I don't know, but Beautiful. Yeah, I think we're okay. All right, Chris, have a good show. Have a day, buddy. Thank you. Thank you to John Morris, voice of the Baylor Bears for joining us today. Kevin Henry as well. You find folks. Pre-game 7.30 tonight. It's a late one. Tip-off at 8 for OU Baylor. Have a great Tuesday, everybody.